Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is episode two of You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. This episode was awesome. It was with Scott Blacks. He's a stand-up comic, uh, lives in Orange County, and um, it was a lot of fun. We talked about relationships, and we talked about comedy, and um, we got real. We got real, everyone. We got real about The Simpsons and Futurama. Anyway, you'll hear all, you'll hear all of that. And um, just enjoy. It's up. The website's up now because you're listening to this. And I already said that on the first episode. But anyway, um, enjoy this and uh, keep listening. Send any... Um, oh, yeah. Send any comments or any... Uh, questions to yamatat y-a-m-a-t-a-t podcast at gmail.com um you know what i might change that scratch that i might just have an email at yamatat.com because uh yeah Anyway, I keep, I'll keep you guys posted on what I end up having the email be. Okay, bye. Uh, not bye, uh, just listen, and yeah. Enjoy! Hello! Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Not bad. Cool, cool. Alright, so do you do video, or is this just going to be uh, audio? Uh, it can be both. Alright, whatever works for you. Yeah. I got a video if you need it. Cool, yeah. That way we can feel like we're actually talking face-to-face. Exactly. That helps. Yeah. See expressions and, um... I've never used this before, so... (laughs) You've never used Skype before? I've never used Skype before. And uh, I'm also 80 years old. (laughs) So I don't know if I'll be able to just wing it and figure it out. Well, I mean, probably. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Yeah. I'm trying to turn on video and it's not working. Okay. Well, hmm. It's trying. You're missing out. I just put chapstick on. That would have been great. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's see if this... No. Wait a minute. Let's go to the settings. Webcam. Yeah, that's the one. It's the only one. Yeah, I hit... I mean, I hit video on this. That's all I... As far as that goes, uh, I'm out of ideas after that. (laughs) (laughs) Is there... There's not a red slash through your video, is there? No. Okay. Well... Well, we can just do audio. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, that's just a keypad right there. <laughs> you you're familiar with the internet, right? Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> www's and such, etc. Uh, the World Wide Web. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I love I love it. <laughs> so, what is your podcast uh, about? Um, just I'm a big fan, by the way, of oh. your podcast. Oh. <laughs> As as though you've listened to it, because of course you have. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is actually episode two. 
Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's just random random stuff. Some some of it's calculated. Some of it's uh, have a couple things written down. But um, okay, just uh, talking talking about stuff, talking about comedy, talking about life. You know. All right. Should I have brought anything to the table, so to speak? Um, only flatware if you're planning to eat. I do have some stolen flatware around here, actually. Good. So, yeah. Good. <laughs> that's a that's a really helpful tip. Is uh, if you're young enough, I started doing it in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So every time you go out to dinner, you just take like one little piece of uh, flatware, <laughs> and pretty. Pretty soon, by the time you need to move out, you can give away sets of flatware. <laughs> you got enough. You got enough for families and families. Yeah. As long as nobody needs it to match. <laughs> no one needs that. They just need to eat. Yeah. Well, a lot of mine was probably from, like, Marie Callender's at the time. <laughs> a lot of pies. Yeah, TGI Fridays, probably. I stole mm. probably a lot of silverware from TGI Friday. <laughs> Good. They deserve it. Exactly. They were just going to put it up on the wall. It was just going to be more flair for them. Exactly. <laughs> oh, cool, man. So so how long have you been doing it? How long have you been doing stand-up? Um, I've been doing it about uh, three years or so. Uh, oh. I got uh, what I consider like kind of a late start, but um, just because I knew I wanted to do it earlier than three years ago, and yep. I, spent, I spent a long time, like, writing and just having really bad, uh, really bad anxiety about getting in front of people, mm. and finally, it was actually a, a really good friend of mine uh, decided, kind of out of the blue, that he was, he was going to give stand-up a try, and yeah. him, it was mostly because he was, like, he was out of ideas on, like, looking for a real job and just, you know, he didn't know what to do with his life. And he was like, maybe I could try stand-up for a little bit. And it didn't really pan out for him. Uh, he he quit after, like, a few months and everything. But because he started, he was like, you know, he kind of uh, sparked it in me to get up with him. So we started, the you know, at the same time. And mm-hmm. if honestly, if I didn't have him, like basically holding my hand that first the first couple times or whatever I'm not sure I would I still would have like had the courage to do the first time. Ooh. First time's hardest. Yeah, first time is uh it's a little little nerve-wracking cuz you don't really know what to do and what to expect out of the crowd and yeah. I don't know. I for me it took like uh Probably, probably like three or four weeks before, before I had like little to no anxiety about uh, just going up at open mics and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when I was in uh, when I was in college and high school and everything, like if I had to give a speech that day, uh, I would I would like wake up and uh, be throwing up and oh, wow. yeah, I would. Uh, I would get bright red when I was in front of people and like kind of shaky as well. So, so stand-up comedy seemed like a natural fit for me. <laughs> you definitely, 
you definitely overcame something huge. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I, so sometimes I kind of like just forget how uh, how nervous I used to be, and it's now it's like unrelatable because I don't feel it at all. Yeah, I don't feel that at all, and it's been you know it's been like about three years since it's been like that, so. I almost can't imagine being that kid anymore, that adult kid. Yeah. <laughs> how uh, how old are you? Uh, I'm in uh, my mid twenties. Okay. I'm twenty. I'm twenty six. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm twenty nine. I turn thirty um, next Sunday. Oh, happy birthday! Early. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, but we're and there's just going to be a the, the open mic here at the apartment. Ah. On the Saturday. So it's going to be like kind of a birthday show type thing. Okay, very fun. I'll have to try to make it out. Cool. Uh, uh, when did you start? Uh, I started back in like 2007, I want to say. Okay. But very piecemeal. Like I did I did Winston's. That was my first open mic, mm-hmm. which is a rough room. <laughs> I don't know if I've done it's uh it's an ocean beach, Winston's pub. Hmm. And then you had a rough time your first time and wanted to still keep coming back? Well, it's not that I had a rough time my first time cuz I I don't remember it all that well and my camera didn't work and so I don't have my first time recorded. Uh, oh, probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> I remember getting a couple laughs, a couple chuckles, you know. And um one of my favorite things in life is to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah. But, but I didn't I didn't really have the drive and I didn't have like so I did I did it once and I did it um a bunch more times actually. I think I did like I think it went since like 15 times. And then um I did uh Comedy Palace a couple times and um the and then my buddy moved out here, one of my roommates, and he and I did musical comedy for a little bit. Oh, did you like play the guitar? Yeah, first it was both of us playing guitar, and then it was just him playing guitar, and I would bring out a shaker egg. <laughs> we called ourselves douchebag and a tranny. Oh, that that name would offend some people nowadays. Uh, yeah, I know. How dare you? Unless one of you is actually a tranny, then that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, we did that five times and he was like, I never want to do this again. He has like really bad stage fright. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did that never he never got over that uh just through like submersion of having to be up on stage? No. And I think I think if he really had the drive to like do stand up as for for a living, for a career, like he he would have been able to overcome it because he's really good in social situations. But it's just uh, in front of a, a whole crowd, he gets super nervous. And it doesn't come off as super nervous while we're up there. So that was good. Like, So we, we did okay. But, yeah, he just didn't want to do it anymore. So, yeah, 2007. And then um, in the last year, I've, I've really gotten back into it. And um, having the open mic here at the apartment has been a really good instigator. And it's forcing me to to write and and create cuz I want to get up every time and yeah exactly like if you're 
I found that a lot of the guys who, when they start, uh, when they start hosting their own show, like, that's, that can be a really good catalyst for growth for a lot of comics, like, who take it on seriously, like, like that. Yeah. Because it is an opportunity, you, you gotta be in front of, you know, generally the same audiences a lot of the time, so you have to kind of, you have to step it up and and come up with a lot more new material than than like your average uh, open micer or something. Yeah, I gotta stretch. I gotta work it out. Mm-hmm. Just always always be writing. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a supporter of that. I might be uh, I might end up uh, like starting a show in the next few months. Uh, this is a very, like, maybe type thing, but I'm doing a one-off show with uh, a friend who's coming who's coming back from Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's been in Chicago for a couple years, and uh, this is the first time he's coming back. So uh, the 29th of this month, we're doing a show at a, uh, a record shop in Fullerton called Burger Records. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's like a chance for him to come back, do, like, a longer set for you know, everybody around here who may have known him, and then also a lot more people, and, you know, I'm I'm sure everyone's going to be blown away at, like, how much he's grown in the last few years, because he is a very, very funny guy, uh, Ian Abramson. But, uh, but then afterwards, the plan is, uh, like, if that show goes well, and we kind of like the feel of it, uh, and the owner of the venue is happy with how it all went, then uh, I might talk to him about doing like a once a month type show there. So I've been thinking, I've been thinking a lot lately about how if I'm doing that, I'm going to have to be doing a lot more like new material and different stuff to make sure that, uh, that people don't just get sick of me. <laughs> if they yeah, have to yeah. see me week after week or month after month or whatever. Yeah. That's another, I was going to ask, um, how often do you go up? Uh, I fluctuates. Um, I always get up like at least a couple times a week. Uh, I try for more, obviously. Uh, I think no matter how many times you're going up in a week, uh, most comics wish they were going up a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, so, so I've just been trying to get back into it with like the swing of my, like my actual day job schedule and, uh, and all that, which they've been pretty flexible about. So now uh, it's just a matter of having that drive and getting out there for the most part. Cool. So I, yeah, I average like a handful of times a week at least, you know. That's good. That's Probably really good. Five or so. Um, I wish there was more up here in North County because money is a super issue right now. <laughs> and so that's why... Uh, huh? Said so when is it not? I know when is it not, but it's like, oh man, I have a lot of debt and I'm just paying it off here and there and yeah, living paycheck to paycheck. I'm I'm gonna be glad when I mean I'm moving up to LA in July. Oh cool, what part? Um, I don't have anything staked out yet, but I've okay. I've been looking on Craigslist just to get an idea, and I'd like something like Silver Lake or Griffith Park or um. The areas that aren't, like, uh, Hollywood itself, you know? Yeah, but kind of uh, kind of adjacent. Adjacent, yeah. And then there's a lot of mics up there, and I hear you can 
go up like ten times a week there if you want, if you really yeah. want to. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more, and, uh, you know, they're closer together or whatever than I imagine uh, in the area that you are. Yeah, there, there's, this is the only one on the weekends. Yeah, here. If you're going to the point of starting open mics in your uh, in your living room, I imagine there's not like just an overabundance of uh, <laughs> mics everywhere else. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, well, the way okay, so it would it would be kind of cool to do it in the living room, but the living room is Tyler's bedroom. Uh huh. So we do it in the like the patio is the stage, and then the carport area is where people sit. Okay. So it's outside. That's cool. Yeah. And the rain hasn't... Uh, you haven't had to battle weather yet? No. I mean, cold cold weather. So people yeah. are out there kind of cold and bundled up and stuff, but... That's fine. I think I think comedy audiences should be physically uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Uh, there's uh, There have been a couple, like, backyard or or living room shows and stuff that people have thrown up here in this area and stuff. Uh, like, uh, Brian Perkins tried to do one in his living room for, for a while and had it going for, um, you know, like, I want to say five months or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would do one once a month, and those shows are very fun because it's, you know, obviously it's a little bit more intimate of an environment. and Definitely. yeah. A little bit casual. It's, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, it's really Still cool. Loose, loose, random, random stuff happening, and mm-hmm. very in the moment. Yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, I like those. Mm-hmm. Um. So what? What's your day job right now? Oh, it's uh, it's boring. I just work in a uh, in a factory. I work. I work in a a glass factory. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's it's hard. It's uh, it's difficult to to explain, but it's also not difficult at all. I just grind glass basically all day. <laughs> so I just yeah, like I take some stuff that's kind of like uh like a grit, like sandy and stuff, and I mix it with uh, water to make like a little slurry, and then I use that and a lathe to just grind grind glass to get it to uh, like where it needs to be size-wise and polish-wise. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you said grind glass, of course I imagined you grinding up against glass. Ooh. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit more fortunate. <laughs> It is. It's pretty nice, though. Uh, like I don't. I don't have to talk to anybody. Really. <laughs> yeah. uh, occasionally, like my coworkers and everything, uh, we talk. But uh, I never interact with like customers or anything. So all day when I'm at work, I can just listen to. Uh, I guess. Like my iPod. Yeah, listen to music. Listen to podcasts and yep. stuff. So that's pretty nice. That's cool. I. Uh... My job I, allows me to listen to podcasts all day long, too, which is awesome because I'm catching up on a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm about a year behind on uh, You Made It Weird, the Pete Holmes one. Oh, yeah. 
have. I'm thoroughly enjoying it and like tearing through. But um, yeah, yeah. Good huh? what do you do? Oh, I uh, I work at a clinical diagnostics place. Um, we make and sell things to doctors' offices and hospitals that they use to run through their blood and urinalysis machines to make sure the machines are working properly. And I make the labels for all that stuff. <laughs> okay. So ah. I'm working with, like, people with doctorate degrees in chemistry and biochemistry and stuff, and and I don't have a degree at all. So yeah. Wow. That's, uh... That's got to be fairly intimidating sometimes, huh? Eh, no, I don't really. <laughs> no one, no one really intimidates me. It's just like, um, I'm like, oh, oh wow, you spent a lot of time in school. Do you love your job? And some people are like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my brother has a a biochem degree, so so I. Uh, I feel a li- uh, little underachieved in that regard. Uh, I went to school for radio, TV, film, which is just a huge waste to begin with. Uh, <laughs> but then I ended up taking it and working in a factory with it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he he you know he just works in a lab, and I uh, I could not imagine enjoying a job like that. Nope. Me either. To each their own, I guess. Yeah, I actually work with uh, this one lady who's in my department. She loves her job, and she, like, tests things all day and makes things and just working in the lab in the back. I'm like, wow. Working in the lab late one night? (laughs) No, we're working in the lab, working in the back. Uh, Every time I, uh, whenever I'm talking to my brother... And he starts talking about working in the lab. I try to get him to uh, to start singing the lyrics to Monster Mash. Oh. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Working in the lab late one night? <laughs> He's like, yes, Scott. What was that about an eerie sight? <laughs> they did the match? <laughs> so he doesn't like hanging out with me anymore. <laughs> Oh, my my brother just got his doctorate degree. Um, oh. It only took him 12 years. Oh. But uh, now he is officially Dr. Robert Culp. And um, I am... He makes you call him that? Oh, no. No. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm The only times I'm going to call him doctor is when I'm uh, being sarcastic with him. Yeah. Okay. As, as you should. Okay, Dr. Rob... Where did he get his uh, doctorate in? Uh, psychology. Clinical psychology. So he's a psychologist where he doesn't prescribe medicine. He just kind of talks to people, lets them talk out their problems, and mm-hmm. um, he's going to get paid lots of money for it. Wow. Ah. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't think I could ever do that job. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah. I would just be like, oh, wow, sounds like uh, you're pretty screwed up there. <laughs> what uh, what screwed you up so bad? <laughs> yeah, I would always want, like, a third person in the room as well, so I could just be like, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's terrible, uh, 
Say, Dan, Danny, you what, you watched TV last night? Uh, maybe we could change the subject. Uh, fine. <laughs> Catch that uh, Breaking Bad finale, huh? <laughs> uh, but but wait, I wanted to tell you about my repressed childhood trauma. No, no. Uh, no. I know, but it was really bumming out. <laughs> it was really bumming out the vibe in the room. So we're gonna talk about TV now. <laughs> could always talk about TV. Come on. Oh yeah. Speaking of TV, I don't have this written down. Uh, what what shows are you into? What do you what do you like? Um. Uh. Well, I was the the last couple of days I, I was catching up on season two of Comedy Bang Bang. Actually, the TV okay. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a big big fan of that uh, podcast, and the TV show I think is also just you know. So so Crazy. out there in a good way, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love like every second of it. Um, so I, I've been catching up on those. I'm all. I think I'm pretty much caught up. Uh, I saw a girl that I went to preschool with in the. I think it's the sixth episode of this season. No way. Yeah, which was very, very like surprising for me. I know, like I, I know that she does. Uh, uh, like UCB improv stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to her. I talked to her like once in a like in a blue moon or whatever. And so when I saw her name uh, had made like the uh, a Herald team a few years ago or whatever, I sent her congratulations. Uh, so I know that she's like involved in all that stuff, but I was still just super surprised when I was watching the episode and. They cut to this scene, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was somebody I knew. But, That's awesome. Yeah, very cool for her, too. I actually should probably send her a congratulations for that. But, uh, but yeah, that show is really good. Uh, it's super out there. I've, uh, I've but. only seen, like, the first, first three episodes of season one, and then I, was jumped jumped back into because the fall started and mm-hmm. the fall means guess what here's a billion shows in your face that you watch and you need to catch up on yeah so like new girl and uh, oh new girl oh yeah I don't watch that one my girlfriend watched it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go the other way with that one no. She she's always trying to get me to watch that one and the Mindy Project, and she's like, "You like them? A lot of like a lot of people that you respect uh, are like in it or or like write for it and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. It's just it has a feel of like something I wouldn't enjoy. There's just something about it." <laughs> yeah, the the writing is actually really good. I'm not trying to convince you. I I do watch both of those shows. No, I've. I've been in the room, uh, like when when she's watching them. Uh, like if she if she has it on and stuff, I don't I don't like make her turn it off or anything like that. I'll I'll sit I'll sit and have it on in the background. It's just not a show I can get into like she like she is. But but yeah, when I'm when I'm overhearing it, I do recognize like it's well written. There are good jokes in it and everything. It's just 
like I said, the only thing I can attribute it to is like there's just some kind of vibe about it that uh that I'm I I'm not into. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well it's not for everyone. Yeah, maybe if I gave it more of a shot. Maybe but I, I also like to just arbitrarily uh <laughs> not <hate> watch. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I've been watching a lot of that. Uh, watch, you seen any of uh, Brody's show? The Brody Stevens show? No. What's that? Oh. What's that about? Uh, well, he he had a, uh, I think it was like a six episode mini series with HBO Go uh, a while ago, after his uh, his whole like episode where he was in the UCLA psych ward and everything. Oh. And. Uh, and that's really good. It's like, uh, yeah, like six 15-minute episodes. And then Comedy Central got that show, and they've they've kind of expanded the episodes, but they also added on to it. I think the um, I think I heard that it's going to have 12 episodes in this season hmm. instead of just the six. And then obviously, since it's Comedy Central, they're uh, 22 minutes instead of 15. But... Um, it's it's really really interesting the way that they were uh selling it and everything is calling it Comedy Central's first drama yeah which is uh probably pretty accurate and everything it's a good uh description of the show certainly um cuz they get into some really some really heavy stuff about Brody's life that you would be you would be surprised by and uh hmm. I don't know but there is always kind of that Lighthearted. There's some humor like around the corner because it's Brody and and Brody's Brody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying uh, that show. They've they've had a uh, like four air at this point, I think. Okay. That's definitely worth checking out. Brody Stevens, he's the one who um, a lot of his comedy. He's saying like uh, who he's. Who he has dinner with and who he hangs out with, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's so different. Like he's very he's very fearless. He's trying new stuff. Like, uh, I he's been one of my favorite guys to see. Like since pretty much since like the first time I saw him, uh, like a handful of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to just go to UCB shows a lot. Um, uh, he's just, yeah, he's so surprising. The first time you see him do stand-up, because it's just, like, a lot of it is just cadence and uh, and not necessarily fully formed jokes, just, uh, <laughs> like, ar- just you know, yeah, arbitrary funny facts about him. The way he says things and, yeah. Yeah. Then he does have, like, he does have actual jokes and stuff that he'll throw in there every now and then, too. Yeah, I saw him perform at FYF Fest back in um, 2010, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. That was the same one where the Squire Brothers were there, and um saw Dave Keckner too. Nice. Yeah, was... yeah. Yeah, I like... He, he comes and does uh, the Comedy Juice show at the Irvine Improv, uh, like somewhat regularly every couple months and mm-hmm. 
I try to I try to go check those out whenever he whenever he's doing that because a lot of uh, a lot of the other like comedians in this area uh, intern for Comedy Juice or or like just go there every week anyway. So uh, if I hear that Brody's going to be there, uh, I always try to make it for his show because he's just uh, every performance is different. Like even if he's doing the same jokes because of how he plays to the crowd. Mm-hmm. I re- I really like that. I don't know. What uh, what is Comedy Juice like? What kind of a night is it? Oh, Comedy Juice is uh, it's they're like uh, I think the show is designed for um, like college age people, but it's just a stand up show that they do um, at various like improvs and uh, other other comedy clubs and stuff. Okay. I think. I think Ben Glebe started it, like, several years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's, uh, you know, now it's just... Uh, its own thing? Yeah, it's, it's like its own thing. It's uh, kind of a staple, a well-known name uh, at a lot of a lot of different improvs, so... It's not, it's not a bad show to do. Cool. By any means. Um, back in, like, 2007, 2008, I... When I was still pretty green, I did the Improv Comedy Club's Funniest, Orange County's Funniest Person competition or whatever. Uh, the Orange, uh, at Irvine, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Was it with, uh, Daryl Blackshear? Um, I don't know. I remember, um, oh, dang it, I was gonna say Tom Papa, but not him, um, Shoot, I don't remember who headlined, but um, one of the years I performed with uh, Omid Singh. Oh yeah, and um, who else? That's all that's coming to mind right now. But um, yeah, I didn't place at all in <laughs> either of the years. It was a good learning experience, though. It was like, wow, this is. A packed room. Everyone's here to see comedy. And like when the, I think the first time I did um, that competition was the time when I was just like, yes, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, because when you when you hit a joke and everyone in the room, in a room that big, laughs at the same time, you're just like, oh yes, let's keep this going. Yeah. I I really hope to get that feeling one day. Oh, you haven't had that feeling yet? No. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 it feels like to tell a joke and have uh, the whole room inhale at the same time. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty uh, ice feeling. A gasp. <laughs> but, man, uh, I love doing those shows for like, the big audiences when you do get uh, a chance to, like, perform at the improv and everything, like, for the reasons that you say, but uh, also, don't you hate whenever it's a comedy contest and there's, like, one winner at the end? Yeah. It's just, I've, every time I've done a comedy contest and had a good set, uh, like, if you don't win, you still, you walk away and you feel like you did badly that night. And... Whereas if they didn't announce, like, a first place or, like, you know, we're going to give 
some kind of uh some some kind of symbol that somebody is better than you then you can walk away <laughs> and at least feel like oh I I had a good set you know I got some laughs blah 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 but yeah as soon as they make it a competition between all the comedians it's just like you can only let now you're going to let one person feel good about tonight and everyone else is going to be just focused on the fact that there was at least one person who <laughs> did better than them. You lost, and you don't get to know what your standing was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just think those are torturous. I I just did uh, the finals for the San Diego... Wait, it was like San Diego's Saturday Night's Funniest, funniest Saturday Night Comedian, whatever at the Fat Panda Ease Tavern thing. Uh-huh. And um, I did that last night. I was in the finals, and, like, uh, Mike Kadir won, and he he had a really good set. It was awesome. And I I felt like my set was really good. Like, it was one of my best yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I still feel like I did good, because I have the recording, and I have it on video, and I've watched it. Just to be like, just to analyze and say, well, okay, maybe memorize all your jokes that you're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't look at notes. Um, uh, but I, I played it off pretty well, and like, um, whenever, whenever there was silence or like gasps or whatever, you, you just gotta react. And yeah, I, I feel like I did pretty good, but it would have been nice to win. 500 bucks. Too. Exactly. See, that's what, I mean, as good as you feel, the story's <laughs> always going to end with, but, yeah, it would have been, uh, been nice to win. Would have been nice. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I hate that. Just because, uh, I try not to even be, like, I mean, on, on, like, all other shows and stuff, I'm not thinking about, about, like, comparing myself to any of the other acts but as soon as they put the, like... Emphasis. As soon as they just throw in, like, oh, it's a contest, by the way. Now now you're looking at, like, friends and stuff of yours, and it turns vicious, and you're like, oh, man, like, I don't know if, uh... Like, if I could... Like, what I should do for this joke, and, like, how I can strategically make myself more likable to this guy's friends, because I don't have anybody here for me, and, uh... Yeah, that, that <laughs> part of it, that part of it, like... Because it was 50% judges vote and 50% audience vote, and I was like, well, I'm the only one here for me. Yeah. (laughs) It was still fun. It was still a good, like, there was more crowd than in the semifinals when, because when it was the semifinals, I had um, four people there for me. And so I think that was one of the reasons that I tied for first. (laughs) (laughs) But it was—I mean—it was still fun. It was a good—it was a good show. I'm just gonna be glad when I get up to LA when it's just like, oh, I can—I can run to the next to the next open mic. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, there. I—I I don't know. I haven't—I haven't done LA like uh, as much. I'm trying to. I'm trying to start getting in there more just uh just cuz I don't know it's it has been like a few years like in Orange County and everything uh but from what I've noticed is like I'm surprised at how many of 
of the like mics or shows I do out there feel very very similar to the mics and shows I do down here. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh man, you guys also don't get people to show up. <laughs> I bet a lot of the mics up there are like comics uh, working out for other comics. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of that. That's just, uh, I guess that just comes with the territory of open mics in general. But I do, I have heard people tell like fabled stories about, you know, showing up at the open mic and there are just 30 people there just to watch the open mic and that's a regular thing. And I'm like, you're talking out of your ass. (laughs) Which open mic is this and where can I find it? (laughs) Yeah. You can't. You can't trick 30 people each time. <laughs> oh, another another thing I'm excited for is, like, um, how much comedy is there, even if it's not an open mic. Like, um, on, uh, what was it, Halloween, I think it was Halloween night. Maybe it was the day before or something. I was up in L.A., and um, I... Uh, I went to this, like, mixer thing with, like, um, people who want to, like, break into the business and stuff, and it was cool. It was, like, a, it's, like, a grassroots effort, and uh, a lot of people found jobs through it and stuff, and and then I hung out with some of them, like, we played board games and stuff, and then after that, I was about to go home, and then I was like, well, I want to check out um, Meltdown Comics, because I hear so much about it, and, like, uh, I'm getting into comics more, and I hear there's comedy shows sometimes there, and I walked in, I saw people coming in and out of a, a room near the back that had a bunch of posters on it, and I was like, oh, there's a room there, huh, and it was set list that night. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I went and paid my ten bucks, and I went in, and um, Kumail was there, and, um, Neil Brennan, and, um, uh, Jake Johansson, and a bunch of other good comics just doing set list, and I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Yeah, that's a really interesting show, too. Yeah, you've seen it? Uh, I have, I've been to, uh, one of those, like, a while, a while back. It's, uh... I, I could not imagine having to do that. Oh, man. I think, like, the idea of someone just putting a topic up there and then just talking about it like it's your own, it kind of excites me, because I'm like, I would, I think I would kind of love that. Oh, I would be terrified. <laughs> and and people went about it three different ways. Uh, there was the one way where they just kind of look at it and then they go, so have you guys heard of this, uh, blah, 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 like, I mean, and then they, like, find a roundabout way to get to that, get there. Another way was, um, looking at it and then just going, oh, this one's funny, this one reminds me of blah, 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 and blah, 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 and then the other way was, um, like, a very, very roundabout way to get to the topic, like, uh, Jake Johansson's, um, his stuff was so convoluted and awesome. It was so funny. Oh, that sounds good. I love that venue, too. It's really fun. Yeah, it's I was, really... I was just there uh, yesterday for their Simpsons trivia. Ooh. Yeah. Did you win? Uh, my team got second place this time. Nice. Yeah. 
Uh, we they they normally do it the first Saturday of every month, mm-hmm. but December they had to do the second Saturday. Um, but yeah, it, it's a uh, a great time. Uh, ever we've been me and my friend Michael have been every time, and uh, we sometimes bring some other friends with us, but sometimes it'll be just you know just the two of us. But uh, we are a very strong team, just the two of us, when it comes to Simpsons trivia. That's awesome. Are there prizes? There are. Uh, last month, we got first place, and we won Clue, the Simpsons version. Nice. And uh, yesterday, when we got second place, we got a uh, one of those like uh, pot holders, an oven mitt, and a, a uh, dish towel, all Simpsons-themed. <laughs> That's so rad. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, the best part about it, though, is uh, like they'll ask some questions, and then when they grade that round of questions, they show an episode of The Simpsons. So everybody, you know, watches it together in in the room, and it's uh it's like a great sense of camaraderie to uh to enjoy Simpsons with a bunch of other people who like love the show as much as you do. It's uh it's really cool. Comedy's yeah, comedy's meant to be enjoyed with other people, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Meltdown Comics, 4 p.m., first Saturday of every month, Stonecutters, L.A. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I saw that I, on the website, and I was like, what? Simpsons trivia? I would love that. It's, oh, it's so, it's so fun. I look forward to it, like, every month. I, um... Yeah, I've, I've, The Simpsons is the longest relationship I've ever had. <laughs> that is probably, uh, that's probably true for me. <laughs> that out. And it's, um, my, I'm, I'm divorced. And, uh-huh. um, my, my ex didn't like The Simpsons. Ah, oh, so that's why you got custody of the DVD box sets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's something, it's one of those shows where if someone just flat out is like, no, I don't like it, I just, something's wrong. Something's, something's wrong there. Like, why, why do you not like laughter? Do you not like, uh... <laughs> There's so much to, uh, to appreciate with, with that show, like, on a lot of different levels as well, that, uh, it is really scary. If somebody just flat out doesn't like it at all, uh... I'm surprised because there's much humor like right at the surface that's so easy to see in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh but also like if somebody's smart, I think like there's a lot of humor that is very subtle in it and like buried you know, and Yeah, I saw I saw some of those episodes for the first time in like elementary school obviously and then when the DVD box sets came out and I was rewatching them, I was finding jokes that that I feel like I hadn't seen before because I just didn't get them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Oh, so, a pl- uh, plug for The Simpsons as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday nights, 8 o'clock. <laughs> From now until the time that you die. It's probably uh, I heard that uh, this is the last season. Is this, is this truth? I don't know. I hear, I hear that a lot. Like, uh, I feel like every season they say, this is the last one. And then I've also heard, um, 
some people say that they have no intentions of ending because they see no reason that they would need to. Yeah, I I heard an a interview question of Matt Groening, and they said, "When when do you think you'll end The Simpsons?" And he said, "Well, we're gonna write, we're gonna keep the show going until we run out of jokes, and then we're gonna write three more seasons." <laughs> that, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if he had his way, though, I think he would still be able to be doing Futurama. Yep, definitely. I love that show. I like that one, too. Uh, I'm more of a Simpsons guy, but uh, I've been... Like, I didn't see a lot of the more recent seasons of Futurama until recently, so I was watching those, and I do... That show's really good, too. Uh, it's solid. It's so cool. It's surprising that... Uh, that the Simpsons would be so loved and, you know, would would have this quality where, like we're talking about, it could potentially be on for an indefinite amount of time. Mm-hmm. Futurama has been, like, struggling. Yeah, really hard. Yeah. And it had the DVD thing where the, the DVD sales were good enough, and so Comedy Central picked it up, and then after three, three seasons, I think, on Comedy Central, which are... Pretty short seasons. Yeah. It's canceled again. Or, I mean, yeah. It's, they did a final final episode, and I'm I'm about three or four away from the from the end. Oh, it's, uh... I'm sad that it's gone. Because it does have, like, a lot of the same kind of sensibility as far as the, the style of jokes mm-hmm. that I liked about the, uh, the Simpsons writing. Uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of cleverness and just kind of uh like I said surface level stuff broad big laughs yeah there's also a lot of the uh, heartfelt stuff you remember those episodes yep I do there was there's one uh I don't know if you've seen did you cry wait Scott did you cry uh during a Futurama one yep of course <laughs> okay good uh <laughs> Uh, this one that I'm thinking of, which was towards the end, so I don't want to like spoil it if you uh, didn't see it. You said you hadn't seen some of the last couple ones. Uh, yeah, I'm like four away from the very end. Yeah, there was there was one that I was watching one night, like really, really late at night. Um, my girlfriend had already fallen asleep, so I was just like sitting in the dark, uh, watching it and, like quiet, so I was close to the uh, the and everything. I just started, like, tearing up because it was so sad and sentimental. Uh, and the whole time, I was, like, I was really upset and moved by it, but I was also just really uh, hoping that she wouldn't wake up and look over and... <laughs> I just said, like, like, why are you you're crying at the cartoon? Oh, it's real power. It's real power when you can get someone to emote that much at a cartoon. Yeah. That uh, that Mother Simpson episode uh, where where Homer's mom comes back and then has to leave again, oh, and yeah. and the ending is just uh, Homer sitting on the car uh, looking in, at the stars, and they do they like don't go out on a that's like one of the only episodes or whatever where they they go out on kind of a a sweet note or at mm-hmm. least early days, yeah, and uh, they even play, like, a little bit more sentimental music, and yep. that's, 
that's that one's hard not to uh, to lose it to as well. Yep. Ugh. So crazy. Like, the, uh, that's one thing that totally fascinates me about the entertainment industry as a whole, where it's just like, yeah, all this stuff that's making you laugh, cry, like, scared, whatever, it's all fake. It's all just from... <laughs> yeah. Like, it's from someone's head to a page, and then it goes on the screen, and then you watch it. Like, I mean, I guess... Or more, like, even more removed. Somebody's intentionally trying to manipulate your emotions this oh, way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're doing a damn good job of it. Yeah. Very impressive. The, um... I mean, I'm, I'm sure... I know that some of the stories from some of the shows are, like, close to home for some of the writers or whatever. So they're yeah. just, like, trying to make it more personal. And I think that definitely shines through on some shows where you're just like, um, yeah, there has to be a backstory to this one. Yeah, some shows you get... Uh, I really like, actually, speaking of that, um, I saw some episodes of um, Marin on IFC. And I still haven't seen that show. Is it awesome? Uh, I, I I enjoyed it, yeah. the um, And what I liked as well was uh, after the episode, it would usually have, like, just a brief clip of of him kind of explaining the, like, the real version of the story that that episode was based around. Like, oh, cool. But, yeah, he'd just give, like, a little bit, like, well, you know, this did kind of happen, and hit, like, a few bullet points, um, just in, like, a little buffer at the end of the episode. So, but, yeah, you can obviously imagine Marin's show is, uh, heavily pulled from his, his life. Events, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of shows where there's um, real stuff in there, uh, do you watch Louie? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I'm looking forward to it coming back after his hiatus. Yeah, me too. Um, the the episode on God where it was him and his him and his mom like in the car or whatever, mm-hmm. in the end, and he was like. What does it all mean, Mom? Like, he was just having a really sincere moment, and she was just like, I don't know. <laughs> he said that was pulled, like, directly from a conversation that he had with his mom. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's awesome. I was, uh, I just listened to, I just listened to, uh, a recent interview with, uh, Louie where he was on Howard Stern, and, uh, He's, yeah, uh, I was surprised because the way that his mom is portrayed in the show, uh, at times is not, you know, not very, uh, uh, what, what am I saying? What do I want to say? Like, uh, mom-ish? it's not, well, yeah, momish, but, uh, <laughs> or flattering. It's not very flattering sometimes. Yeah. Um, so. I was wondering, like, what his relationship actually was with his mom, and uh, in the Howard interview, he he talks about like how he was very close with his mom and uh, had a like had a really good relationship with with her because his dad was gone. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was like just him and his mom. Uh, oh, Scott, hold on one second. Oh, uh, doing a doing a podcast, buddy. Okay, you got something from Kelly. Huh? Got something from Amazon from Kelly. Oh, awesome. Thanks. 
Got, a, got a package from my brother-in-law. Um, Kelly? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> His name is Kelly. I wonder what he got you from Amazon. I I don't know. That's, uh, the great, that's the great thing with Amazon, is that uh, you can get just about anything. <laughs> yeah. Find it all at uh, low, affordable rates. Yes. You know? Amazon.com. Go to the go to the show link on our page and uh, shop through there as you normally would. <laughs> Click the Amazon banner. <laughs> Enter uh, promo code uh, shoehorn. <laughs> and just browse, you know. No need to go to competing websites to see their prices. Amazon does the work for you. You need anything from... Uh, uh, alligator skin shoes to uh, zebra skin shoes. <laughs> Amazon probably has it. Anything from USB microphones to quarter-inch jack microphones. Amazon's Amazon. got you covered. <laughs> get, uh, you could get Cormac McCarthy's The Road used for probably uh, $2.17 plus shipping. <laughs> You could get the entire season of Firefly for only $5. <laughs> At a price that low, you don't need to read that book. You don't need to watch that show. You could just buy it to own it. It's that affordable. <laughs> and it is the holidays. So you could gift it. You could re-gift it. That's right. <laughs> so you wear, uh, Santa has fired all of his elves because he just goes through Amazon.com. And enters promo code uh, Jingle Bells. <laughs> he enters promo code Yule Log. <laughs> Yule Log. <laughs> 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 Happy <laughs> holidays. <laughs> promo code Scruffy Beard. Uh, oh man, that brings me so much joy. <laughs> uh, I hope that brings you uh, so much sponsorship as well. <laughs> That would be so awesome. Yes. Send it into them and say, I'm already plugging uh, your products or your, your website. You may as well just sponsor me. <laughs> yeah. Just give me a little money for each podcast as long as I mention Amazon.com. <laughs> Amazon.com. Affordable prices on everyday products. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Do you, um, so have you listened to You Made It Weird, the Pete Holmes one? Uh, yeah, I like that one. Um, I'm, I think I'm pretty up to date on it. Have you seen his show? Uh, yeah, I usually, um, I usually watch the online clips that they put up, because I, I don't usually catch it when it's on, uh, but I've watched, uh, I've probably watched about all of it, or just about through the uh, the clips online. Yeah, they put up the full episodes online. There's no commercials. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always stream on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's so... F I love how so much of the stuff from the podcast is translated to the show. Yep. It is. It's very... Yeah, he even does, like, wash my damn towels. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the, all the games. We have all the games. <laughs> I love it. I really hope, uh, I know he said on a recent podcast that, like, right now they're waiting to see if they get picked up for another season, so mm. they do. 
Yeah, me too. That'd be so cool. It's a good show. I can't see why they they wouldn't either. Like, what are they gonna put there? Yeah, ten items or less. No, because that show had like one season and then it went away. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Take that, TBS. Yeah. Conan's gonna Conan's gonna run that network. So. Yeah, probably. If he gives it the blessing, it'll stay on. Yeah. He's. He's got his hands deep in the, uh, in the craw. Of the TBS punch bowl? Yeah, the TBS punch bowl. <laughs> Get your hands out of that punch bowl, Conan. <laughs> he can't. He's too far in. It's his punch, too. So, he, let, him, let him do it. He likes uh, punching his punch. What can we say? Right. Um, so when... So you you go up a, a few times to five times a week. Oh yes. Uh, what kind of what kind of mics are there in o- Orange County? Callback. Anchor Bar, right, is one of them. Uh yeah, um, that's one of the uh, that's one of the ones that's got a uh, a good a good track record, um, and can usually <coughs> you usually have uh, better odds of getting like. Getting some good feedback there. Uh, Max Blooms is also the uh, another one that I think is like uh, I don't know. I've, Max Blooms is like uh, that's like my favorite mic in Orange County, just because it's it's like it's where I started. Uh, it seems to have like the friendliest environment uh, and most supportive kind of environment, which is nice, even though. It's a lot of the same people who are at a lot of the other open mics, but it's yeah. it's nice there. I like it. Um, but yeah, there are a bunch of other ones like bar ones and stuff too. Uh, the one in there's one in Costa Mesa at a place called the Harp, and the guy who runs that is not a comic. He's just he uh, he just puts on shows and everything. So just a fan of comedy. Uh yeah, and a show producer and everything, or or like show promoter or whatever. So um, hmm. so usually his open mics actually like he he puts in an effort to try to get some people to come out and watch. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I got an invite to Anchor Bar from Evan Cassie. Yeah, every every week, right? Yeah. Yep. And He's, um. He's good about that. You gotta be, uh, you gotta be on top of it to promote it. Yeah. And I, man, I wish I could, like, just make it up there once a week or twice a week. But, um. Yeah, yeah. It's such, I imagine it's such a trek where you're at, because you got a long way to go if you want to get up, like, to here or to LA, or if you want to go down and do stuff in, like, San Diego. San Diego. Want yeah. At house or whatever. It's like forty minutes either way. That's why I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna create a middle ground. Yeah. Here in North County. Hey, um, if you, but they will. Uh, they will. Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> if you write it, they will be baseball players. <laughs> it's gonna Costner. <laughs> um, yeah, Evan came down and did the the comedy show one night. And then he went. Then he went back up to Orange County to do another mic. I think. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's so cool. He's so 
so dedicated, man. It's awesome. He is. He puts more. He puts more miles, uh, like on his car and and uh, out there than like I don't know. I can't think of anybody else who who drives around and covers as much ground. Yeah, I think once I get my Tesla, I'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be better able. I would love one of those, but I, I doubt I'd ever be able to afford one. I don't know. Well, I mean, you could always mortgage your life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Even then, I don't think somebody would uh, would give me as much for it as a Tesla. <laughs> I mean, how much could I? How much realistically could I get for a kidney? I mean, I don't need both. Fifty grand. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, I forgot where I heard that, but I actually I did hear somebody talking about that recently. You could get fifty grand for selling your kidney. Ooh, how much for a lung? Probably more, right? Uh, I don't know about the lung. Google it though. <laughs> if you don't know the answer to something, you can always go on www.google.com/amazon. Click the banner ad. You can get organs, vital organs, on Amazon.com, and it'll ship to your house in under 30 minutes. That's right, and you'll be uh, you'll be resting easy, <laughs> knowing that you got the best deal on that spleen. <laughs> now, whether or not your body rejects it, that's on you. <laughs> you can uh, you can find a doctor through Amazon.com. <laughs> Amazon.com slash I'm sick. Please help. <laughs> Amazon.md.com. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so so you've got a girlfriend? Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, how, long, how long have you guys been together? Uh, four years. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Hey, thank you. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, it was uh, four years recently. Cool. Yeah, uh, I hope she's happy with me. <laughs> I guess that's in the cards. Yeah, I say that uh, every every morning and every night. I just say, I hope you're happy with. Me. <laughs> most of the time, she says yes, but I still ask. Uh, eight hours later. You're like a waiter in a restaurant. You come to her and say, are you good? Do you need anything? <laughs> am, I, am I terrible right now? <laughs> she goes, no. And I go, I feel like I'm terrible. <laughs> she goes, no. And you go, well, thanks. <laughs> you know, I'm what you, I'm what you call uh, a, real, a real dream guy. Yeah. <laughs> and very uh, constantly needing validation mm-hmm. and assurance. That doesn't sound like a comedian at all. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, uh, she's, she's very supportive and everything, too, which is nice. Good. Yeah, she... Uh, I'm I'm glad she's been able to, like, make friends with, uh, with like, all the other comedians and stuff almost, like, easier than I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not as. I'm not as like good uh, and socially outgoing, or like I'm not good with people in that way normally. So, uh, and she's much more gregarious and everything. So, mm. 
Yeah, so whenever, like, we're hanging out and somebody will approach us to, you know, say something, she's usually the one that ends up, uh, like, feeling more comfortable, or like, with over time. I don't know. Well, that's good. Yeah, it is. It's very uh, good. I, I'm glad she fits in. Yeah, I hear that. I hear a lot from Pete Holmes' show that, uh, or you made it weird that, yeah, it could be could be different, a little different. Where if they're like out of the comedy world or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like she she knows. Uh, I mean, I. I business businessy bullshit type uh stuff with uh with comedy so so she knows about you know like how some bookers can be or whatever or like kind of trap shows that you uh you don't want to get get involved with like that makes so uh that makes it easier for her to relate when when like a lot of my the other friends and stuff, other comics are talking about stuff. She knows, like, what it's like going through that or whatever. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, my, when I was with my ex, there was, like, 0.00001% inspiration. <laughs> and, um, so I didn't get up a lot. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I wasn't writing music either. And, um, I, I think it was, like, the day or two days after, um, I asked for the divorce, like, huge weight lifted off my shoulders, like, the minute I left the room, and then I was, like, immediately inspired. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. I was like, wow, people tell, people tell tale of of a weight being lifted off their shoulders and now I know what they mean like it was a literal like this mantle is off like get it off of me I am I am good yeah man so it was you who pulled the trigger on it huh I did yeah wow it was um it was a matter of chemistry in that there wasn't any how did you how did you come to decide that, though, after a while? Because that's usually something that somebody decides after, like, one or two dates. Yeah. Well, see, that's... <laughs> people People say not to live with regret, and, um... Well, if I, I have... Don't, I don't say that. <laughs> you say to live with, re- with regret? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, some asshole who feels good about everything I've done in the past. <laughs> Just lying to yourself constantly. Yeah. You should regret at least a few things in your life. Yeah, that's one of that's one of the big ones. Is um, like after the first date, I should have just uh, walked out of there and just never called her again. But I kept calling and. Uh, Why was that? Was that just like uh, lonely or like? Uh, well, some of it was loneliness. Some of it was like. Um, <clears throat> we had things in common, uh-huh. so there was a common ground, and like we'd uh, be sarcastic, make fun of people together, and stuff. And so the so the emotional part or the uh, social part was there, the friendship part was there, and I um like I'm I'm a I'm one of the Mormons you hear so much about. Oh yeah. Uh huh. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, I well I did I did say just now. It's true. 
So that's why uh, that's why you were uh, at church this morning. That's why I was at church this morning. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So so there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure in the church. Like when if you're like. 25, 26, and you're not married yet, people yeah. people kind of start to look and just be like, what's up, dude? What? What's up? <laughs> is it almost, at that point, is it almost like, uh, are they kind of questioning your, 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 uh, your sexuality or your faith more? Are they like, no, you know, it's not. Why aren't you married? Are you maybe a little like, meh, fey? Or whatever, or why aren't you married? Like, don't you want to uh, be like all of us and, you know, start your family now? One of us. One of us. <laughs> no, it's more It's more a thing of, like, um, this, is, this is something that you should start in your 20s and um, to, to be able to have, like, a, I don't know, like... It bothers me, like, the, the pressure that's there, but all of that kind of faded away, like, after after I asked for the divorce and, like, we were separated for a while. Like, the separation took six months, and then uh, the divorce was final in January of this year. And um, so after all that, I was like, you know what? When it happens again, it'll happen, but this time it'll be right, and there, it'll be, like on my terms and no one's going to be like looking at me like dude what's up what's going on right you won't you don't want to feel uh like outside pressures for something that big yeah and I, yeah and i don't anymore like i just i'm not stressed about it i just know like yeah it'll it'll happen just gotta you know keep living life being me yeah, definitely um but on top of the church pressure like um uh, all growing up, like, I'm sure a lot of kids see their parents being affectionate, and it's like, oh, gross, get a room, mom and dad, Ugh. Yeah, but you, you didn't have that? No, like, my parents were very, like, um, just, it seemed like they were just really good friends. <laughs> huh. Which, so I didn't see, like, the over overly affectionateness, and so I think that kind of seeped into my subconscious somewhere, where I was just like, well, the chemistry's not here now, but it'll get there. It'll get yeah. there. And um, as uh, as you may or may not know, that uh, we Morms, we uh, we save the, uh, the doing it until after the marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, so... I was like, well, surely, surely after we're married and after, uh, after, uh, the doing it, it'll, <laughs> it'll get there. It, it never got there. And it was just, it was taxing and terrible and, wow. uh, yeah. So eight, eight and a half months later, that's when, that's when it all went down. Okay. Yeah. It's so like, yeah. So it wasn't terribly long. It wasn't like years, and there's no there was no kids involved. Right. So happy about that. Yeah. Um, That's a mature decision, though, to recognize and get out. Yeah, like it was. It would have been terrible for both of us. And she, 
she said at one point she was like even if even if there's never any chemistry on your end I still want to stay together and I was like what why what kind of madness is this yeah um she, she wow why yeah. would she do that cuz she I mean she felt the chemistry like so much and we, oh yeah and she didn't at first actually so I didn't at first and she didn't at first which should have been a red flag for both of us um, but then she she like grew the emotional attachment as as the women's do and and you just didn't and I didn't I didn't there was it was it was uh, it was bad yeah but I got out and now it's good well that's good I'm glad I'm glad you're at a place where you're you know feeling better about all that situation yeah or feeling good about it yeah, I'm living living with my two best friends. Uh, I am moving up to L.A. in July. They're going to stay here for who knows how long. And uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying to... Another reason for moving up there is we wrote a TV script. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a zombie horror show. And it was like before The Walking Dead hit. It was... We had the impetus for the show... Is it uh, is it comedy at all, or is it... There's comedy sp- sprinkled through, which is great, because there needs to be, like, breaking the tension in a, in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And also, our, our characters know, that, know what zombies are, because zombie lore has been around since the 60s. Uh-huh. So, we're just calling them zombies. Okay. Um, or whatever other things. Huh? Instead of, like, walkers. And yeah, walkers, that. biters, like, what have you. Um, so there's that show. I wrote two sitcom pilots, and um, it's all registered with the Writers Guild and stuff, and it's just hard to be down here and... And be trying to do that. Yeah, and try yeah. and say, hey, do you, do, you, do, you, do you know anyone? Could, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> could you float this onto them? Wow. That's cool, though. How'd you get it... Uh, did you just have to, like, send it in or something for to get it registered? How does that work? Uh, you can do a physical mail-in, um, but you can also just do a PDF. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's uh, $20, and then it's yours for five years. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> It's riveting. It's riveting podcast material. You know what I was actually surprised by uh, is a lot of the writers for, like, this season, or at least a couple of the writers for this season of The Walking Dead are, like, improv, former improv guys, and, like, they have a comedy background. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so, I'm, I mean, I imagine that they're also big fans of the comic book or something, too, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I forgot who, but I heard, like, the showrunner or somebody else was, like, a big fan of improv and had kind of a comedy background, too, so that's why they're hiring some people like that. In the comedic world. Hmm. Yeah, to write serious. Crazy. It's interesting. uh... Curtis Gwynn, I think, talks about it on his You Made It Weird episode. Oh, okay. So you have that to look forward to. Nice. Nice. Um, 
Uh, what was I going to say? Zombie stuff. Zitcoms. Oh, yeah, I want to be in all of those shows, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, I know. The the sitcoms, I want to be... <clears throat> well, one of the sitcoms, there's three mains. It's me and my two my two best friends that I live with. And they don't want to be on TV at all. Um, oh. Which is crazy, because like, we have a really good dynamic. But yeah, uh, my, one of my roommates looks a lot like Dan Fogler. Okay. And moves a lot like him, too. Like, the physical comedy is almost right on. Have you ever seen him in the same room? No. No, but that I would I would probably lose my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would happen. Yeah, it should happen. It's got to happen. But, but the same person. Oh. Okay, now you just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, that would that show. There's three mains, and then there's uh. Uh, the other sitcom is about a guy who. Uh, his unemployment's about to run out, and so he, he gets a job at a temp agency. Mm-hmm. So then he's going to be, like, bouncing from job to job. and. Okay, good vehicle. Yeah. And, okay. uh, so, so Hollywood, I just said vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What are you, in the industry? Cause you, do you know anyone? Could I, could I float these scripts? Uh, float these... <laughs> What are you? Are you in the industry? Say in terms like the industry. <laughs> or the biz. Yeah. yeah. I took a class in college that was actually called the biz. What? I took a class in college that was actually called the biz. Was it spelled B-I-Z? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. Ugh. Oh, how interesting was that class? It was horrible. <laughs> I bet the teacher said things like, welcome to the biz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was all, I mean, how can you stretch a class, like, that long that's basically just about, like, remember names, shake hands, and, like, meet people or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was was the class every time, actually. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) The midterm and the final were, what are the three things? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there was uh, there was an in in class final where the teacher just stuck his hand out and you had to go and give a good handshake. <laughs> Is that for real? No, that, that was not. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I was but, like, yeah, uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, welcome to the biz. It was a terrible waste of money that class. Oh, so did you get the four year degree? Um, I am one unit short. I dropped out. Yeah, I stopped going as well. I I initially was going for... I first was going for um, Spanish, because I served the mission and everything. I went to Dominican Republic. Uh-huh. And so I speak Spanish fluently, and... Wow. Yeah, and so I came back, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I could do, I could do Spanish. Yeah. And um, I... I signed on for, like, a really high-up uh, Spanish class. Um, Did it just kick your butt? No, it was ridiculously easy. Oh. Yeah, and, um... Because they said, we really don't recommend if you haven't taken a Spanish class to take a class this high. And I was like, but I I know Spanish. <laughs> yeah. 
they were like, well, but still, you might want to take 202 instead of, like, 240, whatever I was going to take. And um, so I took it, and it was, it was just a snooze fest, and I was just like, why do I want to be a Spanish teacher? Why would that ever... Because it, it was really a fallback. And um, my mom was always there to say, just... Just go back to school. Just get a degree so you can have a fallback plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, hang-up with, like, my internship. That's the only thing that I need to get, like, actually... Or I don't even know what the standing is at this point, but that was the only thing that I had standing between me and the, the actual degree mm-hmm. uh, was, like, getting the person in charge of internships to, like recognize, uh, like, my internship and, uh, and my work and et cetera. It was, it was weird, but, uh, I eventually was just, like, so frustrated, I decided to kind of just, like, give up on it. Hmm. Uh, and it was one of those things where I was, uh, I was taking, uh, taking a backup plan away from myself to put, like, more pressure on this. Yeah. It's smart. It's it's also super, super stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, at this point, who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, this could end up being either, like, the smartest move I made, or this could be the moment where I'm looking back and going, that's when it all went wrong. <laughs> what? How uh, how much material do you have? How how long have you done? What's the longest? Um, the longest I've done is, I think I did like around thirty minutes one time, but okay. that was that was like early on, uh, or like a little earlier on, and I was uh, I was doing like every joke I had pretty much, mm-hmm. so I wasn't I wasn't being um. I wasn't being critical at all about, like, what I would say, like, judging it or anything like that. At this point now, I feel like uh, that was a long time ago, uh, and I feel like I probably, realistically, I could do, like, 20 minutes of stuff that I would stand behind. Cool. Yeah. I did uh, the first time we had the comedy night here. Mm Mm-hmm. I there was no limit, like there was no expectation, no rules. It was just kind of uh okay, we'll we'll go up and we'll just talk for a while and uh do jokes and and there was only three comics for the first first time. But there was about fifteen people. Oh wow. Yeah, in the crowd, which was awesome. Um and I I was going and going and and then uh I was near the end of my set or so, whatever, and, um, and I asked the guy running the camera, I was like, how long have I been up? Felt like maybe, like, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and he was like, 22 minutes. Wow. (laughs) And I was like, shut up, you stupid idiot, shut your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I did, I, and I was, I was really happy, because I was just like, wow, that's, that's awesome. Um, Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to stretch out, uh, stretch your legs, and like see, get when you have the room to really like not feel like you have to rush through anything. 
Yeah, like there's a there's been a couple of times where we've had like eight or nine comics, and and so we've had to be like, okay, well, ten minutes each. Uh-huh. And um, but yeah, those times where it's like really long and you can just keep going, it's pretty cool because you can kind of work stuff out and just save yourself as you're talking and. And Amazon.com. Amazon.com. <laughs> Click the banner. Shop as you normally would. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, do you have any do you have any questions for me or I don't know. I mean, this is my podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, am I supposed to be interviewing you at the end of it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's no format here. You really are a Pete Holmes fan, huh? I am. I really wanna, am. Want to be interviewed on your own podcast? Hey, I mean, <laughs> but uh, no, this was very fun, man. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like a conversation. It happened. Yeah. And... This was nice. This was uh, it was nice getting to talk to you for this long. I don't think we talked this long the last time for sure. No, last time we just kind of talked. It was at uh, Dave's of Our Lives, right? I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just. Casual for maybe five, ten minutes or something. Yeah. I like that spot. That was a fun spot. Yeah, that was a cool spot. I'm trying to create some of the same atmosphere here at the apartment. That's cool. I will have to try to check that out. Your birthday show's coming up, you said Sunday, right? Or next Sunday? Saturday. So my Saturday. Bir- my birthday is on, is next Sunday, but the show is going to be Saturday, the 21st. Okay, I'll have to see if I have that night free. Cool, that would be awesome. Pretty cool, yeah. We've already got uh, Jeffrey Burner, Evan Cassidy, and Tyler Reese on for this coming Saturday. Oh, I'm not surprised at all that he'll he'll be driving out to make that. Yeah, and and we're gonna do a podcast before too. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool, man. So yeah, um, do you or- you want to plug your Twitter? Um, sure. Uh, Senator Blacks. That's me. At Senator Blacks. I'm at Dougathan. It's like Doug and Nathan were mashed together. Ah. And so your mom's name is Nathan and your dad's name is Doug. That's that. <laughs> you. Dougathan. Could not be any closer to the truth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish you all the best with that. With, uh, with uh, mom and dad. Dougathan. Thank you, thank you. And uh, this this episode is going to be uh, well. So the podcast, is, I don't even said the name of the podcast. It's called oh, yeah. it's called You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Colt. Oh, and Scott Blacks. <laughs> yeah, special <laughs> special guest for this episode. Exactly. And um, I like this reverse reverse order. You give the intro to the show and the guest at the very end. At the very end, so that people say, "What am I? What am I really listening to?" <laughs> I imagine as soon as as soon as this is done, you'll have just your little five minute uh, part where you get everyone ready for what they already just listened to. <laughs> I don't know what they're in store for. It'll be a minute or two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I say keep it crispy? No, no, don't don't steal that from Pete Holmes. <laughs> he'll find out and he'll find me, and he will make sure I never work in this town again. 
the town of Vista because I'm moving up to L.A. That's right. We'll force you out of there. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no way to end this. <laughs> um. So. What, what about uh, what about uh, uh, until next time, everybody, stay black. <laughs> that's that's probably the best way to end it, right there. All right, I expect all your guests to end by telling people to stay black. Stay, stay black. And they're going to say, wait, is that another way of saying keep it crispy? Like if you're in the oblong? Hey, 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 hey. It means whatever it means. Wait, am I hearing laughter in the background? Yeah, uh, my girlfriend came in like two minutes ago. Oh, hello. Hi. <laughs> who, am I, who am I speaking with? Imaginary girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm throwing my voice right now. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for thanks for being here for the last two minutes. You're welcome. <laughs> she had a blast. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll do this again sometime, and maybe I'll see you Saturday at the show. Yeah, man. This was very fun. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for doing it. I would shake your hand if we were in person. We'll digitally shake hands. There we go, and it's a good one. (laughs) Okay. All right, stay black. Okay, (laughs) you too. Bye. Bye.